Welcome to the Tarot Coven cast. Real people, real talk, real magic. lovely listeners and welcome to another bonus episode of the Tarot Coven podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jasmine. I'm Jekinovia. And I'm Jesse. And this time on the show, we're here to talk all about another Wheel of the Year celebration. It's the second of three harvest festivals. Many of you may know it as the autumnal or fall equinox. It's time to dish on Mabin. As always, with these bonus episodes, we're going to talk about what this day means and how you can celebrate it. So let's dig right in with some of the basics and let's get going with just the dates. Uh, what I saw in my research was that basically, as I already kind of said, this coincides with the fall equinox. So we're looking at sort of September 21st to like the 23rd. But I even saw some people or some, uh, you know, certain sects of like witches or druids, let's say pagans, that will celebrate right up until the end of the month. So I guess it kind of depends. And I'll get Jekinovia's take on that in just a second. If we're looking at how this celebration connects with the phases of the moon, this would be the last quarter moon, which is kind of a time of reflection and letting go, but also giving that final push of sort of action for the rest of the cycle. And of course, in terms of astrology, this coincides right with Libra season, you know, and it's, I love that because this is another date that's, uh, um, what is it called? It's like the, the equal amounts of light and dark, right? And Libra is one of those balancing signs. So I love that that really coincides with that. But let's check in with our Wheel of the Year expert, Jekinovia. I'd love to know what some of the history of this celebration is and like how our ancestors were celebrating it and how we're celebrating it now today. For sure. Well, just to go back to what you mentioned, a yes. lot of people do actually celebrate it right to the end of the month because it's like that harvest season. It's not just one day. If you mm. think back, the ancestors, they didn't just harvest for yeah. a day or two. They, <laughs> it was a Took longer than you know? that, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, speaking like towards the ancestors, I for them, it was the harvest of all the fruits and the veggies. Um, Lunasaw was, you know, the, the grains and the berries, but this was right. your apples and your tomatoes and, or, well, were, depending on where you were in the world, but it was all of your, your main harvest. And then, of course, moving into Sawa, and that was the harvest of, of the livestock to get them through the winter. So that's why the associations with Samhain is, is, you know, the death and the sacrifice. Right. Um, but it was also a time of like bartering because that's when everybody had their influx of, of stuff. So they would barter and trade and they would check in with their friends and family, make sure everybody was set for the winter. So they'd share, you know, to less fortunate, making sure that everybody was, you know, had a good start, at least for the winter. It was that Thanksgiving kind of feeling. They would get together and have a big feast together because with the coming winter, chances are they weren't really going to see much of each other until the following spring. Right, gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, and all that like preservation too. So your jams and your jellies, like modern modern practitioners would, would do a lot of jelly making, especially you know that apple jelly, any kind of apple ciders, right. things like that. Yeah, it seems like apple is a big thing for this celebration. And is that just because yeah. of the timing of the year? Like this is when apples are. This is the best time for them. So it kind of just you know again uh, corresponds. Yeah, well, because apples they 
believe it or not, they actually last a long time. So your apple harvest would get you through almost till spring and that would keep you healthy oh, wow. with that vitamin C. So it would stop you from getting sick over the winter. Yeah. So yeah, so apple is a main thing plus too because it's holding those seeds of the future in it. Yes, so there's, that's there's such a cool symbolism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, what do you do when this uh, date on the wheel of the year comes around? Uh, well, of course, it's the altar. I, I do this. This period, I like completely clear off my altar. I scrub down the space. I kind of reset the whole thing um, because that's actually part of my process as well because it's kind of like the opposite of spring cleaning. It's your fall cleaning, getting ready for the winter. So instead of shaking off the dust of the winter, this time we're actually preparing. So we're just starting fresh, reorganizing, taking stock, so and, and doing like mending. So mending your blankets, mending your clothes, finishing projects that maybe you didn't get around to through the summer, making sure that you're prepared. So it's all that preparedness and thinking ahead. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah, making sure you're ready for the season ahead. Yeah, yeah. And because of, you know, we we have to winterize our chicken coop and, you know, we've got the gardens and things. So there is a lot of that for me in my practice. Yeah. And I read, um, I love the way that you put it. You wrote this whole ebook on this celebration and you described it as like cleaning the tub. You know, you don't want to get into the bathtub if you haven't given it a nice good scrub down. Right. And that, I don't know, for some reason that has just really stuck with me. And so that's what I keep thinking of in terms of Maven. Like, it's like, all right, yeah, time to get all that soaps come and grime off. It's like, we really got to clean and get ready to tuck in for the winter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like who wants to soak in, in what's not serving you anymore, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so it's, it is, it's figuratively and literally, of course, cleaning your space and really scrubbing it down and, you know, just spending the time and, and giving the focus and intention that it deserves. Yeah. And it seems like there's a lot of sort of correlations almost between uh, just a Thanksgiving celebration and Maven. And I wonder, I mean, I don't know how things get so changed around in calendars, but, you know, usually our Thanksgiving isn't until sometime in October. And then I know down in the States, they're, they're not doing Thanksgiving until late in November. But it seems like, like I totally get the Thanksgiving vibes here, especially with how it corresponds with the certain phase of the moon and just all the harvesting stuff. And I don't know, it's just super interesting to me. Um, so Jesse, let's chat a little bit about, I know we mentioned it on one of the earlier bonus episodes, you got this like big book of correspondences. And I know that you wanted to talk about some of the ones that you found for me, Ben, you want to dive into some of those? Absolutely. And it's funny as Jack Novi is talking about cleaning. I have literally all weekend been cleaning my yeah. house and cleaning <laughs> my face. I thought it was just because I had a little extra time. I've been the only one around in the house. So, but, and it's felt so good. Yeah. And thinking about the next coming weekends, it's, it's like, yes, kicking into project mode where it's like, okay, I've got to get this done. I'm looking at the yard. Things need to start being trimmed. And so it's funny. I've that, and I'm sure our listeners are also thinking about all the things they've probably put on their list to wrap up, but yeah, really feeling that uh, vibe to just clean out the space for sure. And uh, what we're talking about here is the intentions of the season being accomplishment. And boy, doesn't it feel good when you can check those things off of your list, especially the ones that have been hanging around for a while, because let's face it, the summer, especially up in the Northern hemisphere, usually it's a slower time. You just want to be outside. The days are 
longer. It's like, oh, who has time to clean out your closets when it's, you know, so beautiful the weather is. And so we have to take advantage. But yeah, making sure that getting those things checked off, feeling accomplished about them. Again, the agriculture piece, as Jackanovia mentioned, finding balance. So Libra season, hello. Mm-hmm. And maybe reassessing the priorities that we have going forward and knowing that we're moving into the slower season of winter where things, yes, are darker and we go inward and it's really that time of rejuvenation and so planning for different goals and grounding, right? Like, okay, last chance to get into the earth, feeling it, toiling it, getting ready for its snap over the winter. (laughs) And so I love that idea of just kind of that find those final steps of our connection, you know, with the true soil itself, at least for those of us that live in parts of the uh, world that have a true winter when it gets too cold to uh, dig after a certain point. It's starting to feel a little bittersweet. Like everything you're saying makes perfect sense. You know, this is the last chance. Get your feet out there in that dirt, like soak it all in as much as you can. And I just, I've been feeling that this weekend, especially because we had such nice weather after a week of just gray and rainy. And then this weekend I was like, I got to be outdoors as much as possible and just do all that I can to take this in while I can. So... Well, it sounds like you're embodying one of the main themes of Maven, which is gratitude. And mm. that's knowing that it's about to change. Yes. You do take stock in what, what it's shown you, which we've learned. And I think even more so this year, we're all just really more mindful and conscious of, you know, the things that we have and the blessings that we have and, you know, not knowing, you know, there's so much that's out of control. It's like, well, we can just be grateful for each day and taking stock in that. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. And so lots of deities and energies, goddesses and gods connected to the season. So I am not the the expert. Um, I think Jack Novia probably knows more about this, but one of the gods that caught my attention was Bacchus, who is a god of the season. And I thought this was hilarious because I immediately, uh, you know, we know he is the god of drink and um, enjoyment and wine. And, you know, he's always got the grapes and, and it's just like, it's always a party with him. And so, you know, that's why I love these wheel of the year celebrations because <laughs> they truly are like in, it's you know, just always life. a party yeah it's a party <laughs> time for some debauchery yes <laughs> <laughs> totally in fact in my tarot card i was connections i kind of i'm like hmm, bacchus makes me think a little bit of devil card but yes. you know, we'll get there in a second but colors will be blues brown, gold, maroon, orange, violet, and yellow. And I thought it was really interesting that we've got the the purples coming out, maroons, but in the herbs for the season, it's asters, blackberries, chrysanthemums, ferns, grapes, ivy, marigold, sage, some of the plants, grain, barley, thistle, acorns, uh, yarrow, and I have a, some beautiful aster bushes in my yard right now that are blooming beautifully purple. And then the grapes, thinking about everything being so juicy and ready for the harvest. So I kind of love that the co- colors are coinciding with the herbs and the plants that are available 
um, to us at this time. And again, with the crystals, we have amethyst, so purple again, and yellow topaz. So lots of themes here coming through. And then I just recently received in the mail the Book of Shadows from A Witch Alone, Danielle. Ooh. And we are really excited. I'm going to plug that we are hoping to have um, her on the podcast for season two. So looking forward to that conversation, but ah, I have been loving so this excited. workbook and she references these essential oils for this uh, sabbat, which is aloe, cinnamon, cedar, clove, frankincense, myrrh, and pine. So really getting those fall smells going on. Birds, so wild geese, Canada, eh? <laughs> we have a lot of geese here too. <laughs> Hawks, nice. Swallows, swans. Um, and I see even in uh, A Witch Alone's uh, workbook here, she mentions eagles and blackbirds. So Very cool. that's uh, some other uh, bird symbolisms. And then last but not least, just animals, dogs, wolves. And then think about the, um, just our agriculture animals, you know, not to get into Samhain, but we're kind of heading into, you know, that time. And, and as I was thinking about all this, I'll just mention quickly, I was trying to make this connection of the season to which chakra, chakra, however you say that. Um, and really because we have this, creative energy going on a lot of those golds and orangey tones it was um interesting that the connection between a lot of the the colors um, herbs plants elements are all second chakra or our sacral chakra um correspondences and so this is really where that second chakra so Right, we start at the base with our root chakra, Muladhara, that's the red, and then we move up to orange. So this is kind of located in your where like the sexual organs are. And this is your creative center and about joy. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a great connection there. And so really thinking about how we can activate that second chakra. And so much of that is by just doing what we love and being creative and doing the projects and really embodying oranges in our life, whether it's what we're eating or what we're wearing or kind of the, the spicy fragrances that we have around us, um, getting into our, you know, the fall with the leaves and everything that's kind of turning the colors there. So this is a way for you to tap into your abundance, um, making a connection with that creativity or desires, emotions, passion, pleasure, hey, sex if you want, and uh, perhaps even some fertility. So if, if that's whatever time and space you're living in in the moment. But yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, so much to to go off of there. I mean, like the whole, just the chakra in general. I mean, there's so much just to... Oh, it's so juicy. There's so much to dig in with there. But yeah, thank you for that huge list of things, Jess. That was awesome. I wanted to kind of go back to the deities a little bit. Um, I noticed here in the list that we have, there's a couple of other ones. And it looks like there's one that's 
Um, either this is like this day is their namesake because there's one named Maben, but there's also this the Green Man. And have we brought this guy up before, Jackanovia? I think we might have at the summer solstice. Okay. Episode, possibly. Because it's sounding familiar, and I know that I have seen, like, a depiction of him in a television show, so I wasn't sure if I was getting things <laughs> mixed up. But um, the the idea of there being an actual god or deity named Maben was making me think of if there's, like, a story or some kind of folklore around this celebration. Because I remember when we were doing Ostara, there was that whole story about the Easter Bunny. Well, not really the Easter Bunny, but the bunny story and everything. Yeah. So I wondered if there was a story with this day as well um kind of but it, it's kind of weird uh th- the name Maybon for this this day is actually more of a recent addition it wasn't always called Maybon. okay um the druids actually call it alden elvid uh so it's the light of autumn is what that translates to loosely oh, in English. that's um, beautiful it's, i love it <laughs> yeah but, uh, the name Maybon though is more recent i I think it might have been the Wiccan movement that possibly may. I'm not sure. I'm, okay. I'm not a pro on that. Um, but it said that it actually was, it came from the Mabinogion, which is a collection of oral stories that were actually recorded in like the 11th and 12th century by Christian monks, but they were the traditional, a lot of them are pagan stories that were Christianized uh, in that. Yeah. And then it was translated to English in the late 1800s sometime and became the Mabinogion. Um, but there's one single story in it. And it's the story of Mabon or Mabon, but um, Mabon ap Modron, which I think translates to like son of the mother or great son of the great mother, something to that effect. Okay. But it's a, he's a really minor character. He was taken from his mother at like, I think three days old. He was captured and he lived his whole life in like this dungeon, I guess. And, and all of a sudden, everybody seemed to know who he was because they knew that he was this great hunter, which is weird because... He was in captivity his entire life, but he helped catch this, I think, a pig or so. It's been a while since I've read this story, mm-hmm. but then that's the only mention of him in the whole book. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and so I don't know a lot of the folklore behind him, which is, it's, it's weird, but it's actually kind of cool and, you know, mystical and mysterious. Yeah, yeah, totally. And there's some vibes there of, I think it's the story with like, Persephone and Demeter maybe that like one of them had to live in the underworld they were taken very young something like that I'm getting vibes from that as well yeah well totally because I think pomegranate because that's Persephone's um, symbol right pomegranate and I think that's one of the symbols of Mabon as well oh okay wow so but there's but there's this book out there that has a whole bunch of stories though but we just know this one that's wild yeah, yeah, that's the only story in it. But yeah, the Mabinogion, highly recommend reading it. It's, I mean, if you're a history nerd, you'll like it. Yeah. It might be a little dry for some people. It's very <laughs> old English. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's great. It's it's even got, you know, stories about, I mean, we call her the goddess Rhiannon, but she's in that she's just a, a queen or something. <laughs> so. Oh, wait. But uh, yeah. Rhiannon, is that what you said? Rhiannon, Rhiannon, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, because I feel like I only know that because of Stevie Nicks, which is amazing. Uh, (laughs) Totally. Yeah. She's totally a deity. She's a total uh, pagan deity. But in in these stories, like I said, they were Christianized. They were recorded by Christian monks. So you kind of have to read through the lines to to get the juicy bits. Um, but yeah, so she's, she's in it and she's badass and she does not hold her tongue. It's great. 
<laughs> Ooh, okay. So now this is the next deity that I'm going to look into because if we got the Stevie Nicks connection, I'm I'm down. I'm here for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, why don't we I mean, unless there's anything we wanted to add about kind of the history of this celebration or anything else that we can kind of do to celebrate, I guess we can move on to some tarot cards that we think correspond. But um like I this will be my first year really getting into it. Jekinovia, is there anything we miss that maybe people can take part in to celebrate? Um, just, you know, get outside, really um take in the trees. Like it, it's all about the changing of the seasons and so right really kind of think about how your life is also changing and embrace it and and get ready for it and be willing to, you know, you know, using the tree analogy, get ready to just, you know, show your true colors to the world and then drop everything that you don't need. Ooh, love that. That's really good imagery. Yeah, thanks. Oh, and one other thing too, I I don't know if this is common knowledge or not, but this is a great time if you're going to wash your bedding, which is, I always suggest doing that anyway, um, let it hang out. What? Hang on a sec. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but no, if you hang it outside, because the sun actually kills bacteria, right? So I mean, I don't know if that's Mm. common knowledge, but it's really important to get your clothes outside in the sun, especially your bedding before winter. So that's definitely something you can incorporate into your practice. Totally. Like I'm thinking about my down comforters that maybe don't get clean as much. So that's a great tip. And I've got a nice big, uh, like it's a hammock thing that I can hang it over, which is always helps with the larger pieces. Yeah. Even if you can't wash it per se, if it's not something that's washable, still put it out in the sun and just let the sun kill off any of that yucky energy, right? Yes. Well, now I feel less bad about all the stuff that I accidentally leave outside because it's just getting the bacteria killed. <laughs> totally. It's true. It's true. And you know what? That's just your intuition. It's You're not forgetting. Your intuition there you is go. just making sure. That Thank you. Out. I like that way of looking at it. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't we talk about some tarot cards? Yeah. Yes. So my picks here, I went with kind of some obvious ones in a way, like I I pulled out Justice, of course, because of its correspondence with Libra season, uh, as well as the Empress, because that's that's ruled by Venus and Venus is the ruler of Libra. So just that kind of connection there. I also took out the Ten of Pentacles. It was just reminding me of abundance and, and harvest and Ten of Pentacles always makes me think of a kind of a legacy in a way. So it's these seeds that you are planting for the future. Um, Ten of Cups, again, abundance, uh, harmony, stability. I saw a lot of uh, the word harmony being used in my research, like just this time of, and I think that that could probably be applied to a lot of these Wheel of the Year celebrations. You know, you are always coming together and feeling that peace and that harmony between you and and whoever you're celebrating with, right? Um, The star, because, you know, there's this lovely balance within the star and it's kind of a time where you can come back to your center and practice presence and practice gratitude, Uh, temperance again for balance as well. Uh, That's all I've got on my list. Jesse, you want to tell us some of your picks? Yes. Well, I think all of your uh, selections are spot on. And I also wanted to add the nine of cups because with this piece of gratitude, right, sitting back and just acknowledging what we have, what we're grateful for, kind of taking stock in that. And yeah, just be super mindful about 
all of the um, changes and lessons learned and ways that we have grown throughout the year. So as, as it gets wrapped up and as we head into Samhain, just taking a minute to acknowledge the work that's been done. And then something else that came to mind was the emperor. And for me, it was visualizing the emperor as that solid, um, solid rock, right? So this feeling of coming home to the grounded energy of the mountain or of the, the tree. And so thinking about that manifesting energy or just being truly connected with purpose. And so emperor energy there. And then like I mentioned before with our guy Bacchus, just having some revelry and fun. So maybe the devil card in our, in the positive spin that um, the devil can be just reminding us to have some fun. Yeah. I really like that addition. Good call. How about you, Jackanovia? Any other cards to add? Uh, I just have a few to add. I completely yeah. agree with all of yours. Um, the one I thought of was the seven of pentacles because you want to really um, reflect on, on yes. what's coming to you, on what you're reaping, um, being mindful of the seeds that you're planting, that kind of uh, energy around that. And also the nine of pentacles because of that abundance and, and you know, the rewards that you're, you're reaping in from what you have been planting, you know, these last, you know, six months or so. And then also the four and the six of pentacles kind of together because the four of pentacles is that mindfulness of what you need to hang on to so that, you know, you're filling up your own bucket, taking that kind of a positive spin on it. And then the mm -hmm. six of pentacles, because then that's that sharing and that bartering and that making sure that, you know, everybody's set, even, even the less fortunate. Ooh, I really like that combo. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I, it, lots of pentacles, actually. I kind of went crazy on the pentacles. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> makes sense for the time of year though, right? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, as always, we will have a tarot spread just for our lovely listeners. So you'll find the link in the show notes and you can just use the code autumn. And uh, yeah, hopefully that's fun. If you give it a try, let us know. Share your spread on Instagram if you like. You can tag us, but just like keep the details a little private. So it's just special for all of you listeners out there. Um, now I, did we, did we touch on everything? I have to admit, I was a little bit nervous about this episode, just that we would get everything in because I know that everyone is actually just looking forward to Samhain and Scorpio season. And so I do feel like, you know, maybe get short shrift a lot of the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, in all seriousness, I just want to make sure we covered everything that you guys had in your notes and wanted to bring, uh, to this celebration. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, you know, get in your kitchen and bake on those nice chilly rainy days and, and really kind of try to try to do the in-season foods, like anything to do with apple, obviously. I yeah. know. I was just looking at baking the pie is a totally acceptable ritual for this season. So mm -hmm. I can get behind that. Yeah. It's kitchen yeah. magic, right? I mean, we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> yes. And I, so my, what I now call my bubble friends and I, because there are like six of us that are very consciously in a bubble with each other during these times, but, uh, there's a few of us that have never been apple picking. So that's something that we're going to try and do within the next couple of weekends. So I'm sure there oh, will be I lots of, yes, pictures. I know I'm very excited. And I think we've, we've found maybe a place. I think that with your cost of admission, you get a free pumpkin too. So I'm pretty excited Ooh. about that. <laughs> But That's yeah, so exciting. that should be fun. Um, 
the final thing, sorry, did one of you have something? I was just going to say there's something about a freshly picked ripe apple. Yeah. It tastes unbelievable. I mean, as you can imagine, it's close to the source. My good friend brought in some apples from her organic garden and I just couldn't even believe how delicious and sweet and tasty they were. So for everyone out there, if you have a chance to go apple picking or know someone with an apple tree, even if there's a few spots, cut them out. The apple is going to be so worth it. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure even at grocery stores right now, like the apples are probably a lot fresher if you're looking for locally grown stuff. I, I have to admit, I'm not a huge fan of apple, like during the winter, during even the spring and summer. But at this time of year, when I know that they are like super fresh, falling off the tree, there is, yeah, they're nice and juicy. They're nice and crisp and I can get into an apple, but it's a very particular time of year for me. So I thought maybe we could close the show uh, because this is kind of a Thanksgiving celebration. Do we want to all say something that we're grateful for and something that we're looking forward to, you know, accomplishing between maybe now and Ostara or now and the next Maven celebration? I love that idea. Who would you like to, should I go? Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll start this off. Well, first of all, I'm so thankful for my Tarot Coven castmates and castmates that's hilarious um just <laughs> I like that what wonderful friendships this really is the about the time that we started meeting and I will always just be forever grateful for that and it's been quite a, a year it seems like it's we've known each other forever but so grateful for the friends here and and honestly this I'm grateful for the tarot community at large for being for the most part so open and accepting and really encouraging the advancement of tarot practices and other arts um just you know so so much of this sharing of ideas and support and love and for anyone out there it's just been i've received it i felt the love and support, whether it's for this podcast or just kind of my own learnings. And so truly grateful for that because there is so much to learn. And in the next couple of months, I'm really hoping to start some local um, educational opportunities. So with the tarot, uh, where I'm at with tarot, I think that I do have something to offer. So I've been starting to read at a local um, institute called the Zen Spot Institute, which I'm really excited about, but I've also just been connecting, you know, online with different modalities to add what I know, whether it be the Ayurvedic or getting into the Reiki energy and connecting it to the seasonal, this wheel of the year, uh, podcast has been so educational for me and Jackanovia. Thank you so much for your wisdom. I always feel like I learned so much from you. And thank you, Jasmine, for just pulling it together so beautifully. So, yeah, excited Yay. for what the next couple months have. Yeah, well, so that's, uh, I mean, on the same wavelength here, because I was also going to say that I'm super grateful for the tarot community, especially the one on Instagram and our listeners, obviously. I just feel like there's always there's always just such a positive spirit. And I mean, so much has happened this year. And yes, I think that we are 
also great at acknowledging when things are shitty and just being okay when things are shitty. But there's also just a real push to improve things and make spaces more inclusive and uh, evolve and progress. And I just really like that. And I'm super excited and um, uh, looking forward to and hoping to accomplish, you know, between now and the next whatever, just making this podcast a space that's even more inclusive and uh, progressive and bringing more people in. You know, we're going to have some interviews on season two. And I just really look forward to all that we can learn from our audience and the people that we interact on Instagram and from each other. And I'm also grateful for that too. It's such a, it's such a rewarding experience and I'm yeah, really thankful for it. You guys just like spoke right from my heart. It was so amazing <laughs> how you guys worded it. Um, yeah, like obviously I'm so grateful for my coven here. Like you guys don't even understand the difference you've made in my life just because you exist and just because we're together. So I must first say thank you for that. Um, and something else actually that's really been on my mind a lot lately is how grateful I am for the people who, by listening to the podcast and connecting with us, I have gotten so many private messages from people on Instagram. And <clears throat> I'm trying not to get choked up here because it's such a sacred gift, but people are trusting us with some sacred yes. stories and sacred experiences. And they're looking to us for guidance or suggestions or even just a listening ear. And to me, that is some of the most sacred gifts that I've ever received in my life. So I just wanted to say thank you to our listeners for that. Please keep it coming because you are, as many of you have actually said, I'm sorry if I'm bothering you. You no. are not bothering us ever. We love it when you connect with us. So please don't stop. And as far as what I'm hoping to accomplish in the next year, I have a lot of different creative projects on the go right now that I can't really get into. It's a little secret. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And as well as just expanding this, this community, our, our tarot coven, because I'm seeing it grow and it just, it lights me up and it makes me so happy. It's so cool, isn't it? I mean, I, yeah, it's just awesome. I think we talked about this on the season two finale, just saying like, I can't even believe, or season one finale. Wow. Time travel. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, just saying like how much it had grown in such a short time and how cool that was to see and how grateful I was. But yeah, it's just, even since we put that episode out, like this summer has brought so many more people our way and it's been so amazing and I can't wait to talk more with these people and yeah. Just awesome. Thanks, yes. guys. Thank yeah, and I you. think uh, I think you know maybe the tarot coven has some, you know, other projects coming down the line for us as well. Maybe offering more content. We'll see. We're not we're not sure yet. We've got some ideas. We've been marinating on a few things, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, and you know, speaking of Instagram, until the next episode, where can everyone find you, Jesse? Hey everyone, I'm on Tarot Tarot with one T in the middle. You can find me online, but yes, I live mostly on Instagram. Jackanovia, how about you? I'm mostly on Instagram as well. You can find me at tarot underscore and underscore uh, time, T-H-Y-M-E. And same for me, always just hanging out on Instagram. You can find me at the.written.witch and you can come hang out with the coven at Tarot Coven Cast. And we'll see you on our next episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye, happy Maybon. Happy Maybon. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode of the Tarot Coven Cast. Stay tuned for our next bonus episode all about Samhain and our next regularly scheduled episode, which is the season two premiere. Until then, everyone, keep making magic.